Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, I tuned into KO last night expecting uh, Tales from Tiger Town Episode 2. Turns out it's not out for another two weeks or so, but KO instead, they premiered a documentary about Ricky Stewart. Now, you all know I'm a huge fan of Sticky, uh, especially his playing career. I thought he was an unreal footballer. I've spoken a lot about how I think if the 93 season went a little bit differently, I think we're talking about Ricky Stewart as a potential immortal, to be honest with you. He won the Clive Churchill, uh, sorry, the Dalian medal uh, in 93. He broke his leg uh, two weeks before the finals kicked off, and the Canberra Raiders, they were just about unbeatable. They were very, very short favourites, um, and Ricky Stewart was on fire. And, of course, grand final day, uh, the Brisbane Broncos, they defeat the St. George of the Wild Dragons. Ricky, you know, he stumbles up onto the stage on his crutches. He collects his uh, Dalian medal, and the Canberra Raiders, who were red-hot favourites, they didn't win another game after Ricky Stewart got injured. Straight out in straight sets. Just unbelievable. I think that if he wins in 93, you got to think then that this career is unbelievable. It means that he won in 89, 90, lost the grand final in 91, then returned in 93 and won it, and then returned in 94 and won it. So it would have been essentially, what's that, four grand finals in five years or something? Absolutely incredible by, by Ricky Stewart. Um, And look, this documentary on KO, I highly advise you go and watch it. For me... This is the best rugby league documentary I think I've seen, to be honest with you. I really enjoyed this one, and maybe I'm a little bit biased because I do love and appreciate what Sticky's done in his career, but I really do think, as a rugby league fan, even if you hate Ricky Stewart, you need to go and watch this one. I think it's really well done. Of course, for me, if you got me to write a documentary about Ricky Stewart's career, uh, a couple of things that would come up. Obviously, that that Canberra Raiders dynasty, yeah? An unbelievable team, and he was the man that was just flinging the ball from sideline to sideline doing unbelievable things. He was surrounded by talent, but he was the glue that held it together, and I think 1993 really showed that, yeah? He obviously had a star hooker in Steve Walters. I've said on a number of occasions, I think after Cameron Smith, he's the next best hooker of all time. He had a star 5'8", Laurie Daly, who we spoke about on the podcast last night, an unreal footballer. He had a mortal at centre in Mal Meninga. He had Gary Belcher, the Australian fullback there. I mean, Bradley Clyde, Glenn Lazarus, star-studded team without Ricky Stewart though they don't win 
this is how important Ricky Stewart was. And we always talk about this, oh, Cooper Cronk was in a good team, blah, blah, blah. Ricky Stewart was in a gun team. Took, take him out, though. They were nowhere near as good. This is how crucial Ricky Stewart was to this team. And that'll be the first thing I talk about documentary. The second thing, and I've spoken about it in length with you guys on the podcast here, is the 1990 Kangaroo Tour and how important that series was and how important it was in the career of Ricky Stewart. Now, they lose game one uh, to the Poms. Now, England, they'd never beaten the Kangaroos, essentially. Yeah, They'd never beaten them. This is 1990, so you're coming off the Invincibles of 82, and then 86 was unreal as well. So these the last two Kangaroo tours had just been unbelievable. And then all of a sudden, you lose game one, you go to game two, and with about 10 minutes to go, Ricky Stewart throws an intercept that England score off, and it looks like they're, they're, they're going to take it home. We win the Ashes for the first time, I think, ever. And of course, Ricky Stewart comes up with the biggest play of his career. He dummies through on about his own 25-meter line, and he finds Mal Meninga inside on his left shoulder. And Ricky Stewart, in this documentary, he takes us through that entire play, and it really is something special. You all know that I've spoken about that play in that game. It's also the game that I've mentioned a lot where Cliff Lyons scores arguably the best try in rugby league history, in my opinion. It goes from the right sideline over the left. It comes back to the right. Mal Meninga puts ET down the sideline, and he chips back infield, and Cliffy Lyons catches it on the first bounce. It goes through about 14 pairs of hands. It is an unbelievable try, and Ricky talks about that one, and, you know, the the other things that I would look at, career of Ricky Short was, of course, his retirement and moving to the Canterbury Bulldogs, which this documentary does cover. There's a couple of other things that I wasn't aware of. For example, Ricky Short essentially almost died in 1998. Like, there was a chance he could have ended up in a wheelchair. He was in hospital for three or four weeks um, with a really deadly infection and going through that is unbelievable that's something that I wasn't even aware of I don't know if the older generation are but I wasn't so to hear all that was amazing also talking about Super League now Ricky Stewart's role in Super League was unbelievable and I I don't want to spoil it too much because I want you to go and jump on KO and I want you to go and watch this documentary because it really is worth it but the role that he played in Super League he essentially signed with Super League and then he had Phil Gould and and Bob Fulton ring him now Phil Gould was his current New South Wales close coach and of course Bozo God rest his soul he was the Australian coach so he had his two representative coaches ring him straight away and say we we need to have a meeting he ended up sticking with Super League because of the Canberra Raiders and those boys wanted to stick together but an unbelievable story there then he retires retires in 99 or 2000 I think it was 99 the year after the Canterbury Bulldogs they essentially make a job for him just a season after he gets to coach the under 20s team and they go on to win that premiership and a lot of like, you know high-profile stars, uh, sorry, high-profile soon-to-be stars in that team. Names like Roy Asatasi, Matt Utai, Jonathan Thurston, Nate Miles. A um, couple of sensational players in there and all internationals that all four of those guys as well, of course, four years later, and the documentary doesn't mention this, but interesting, they would beat Ricky Stewart in the 2004 Grand Final. Unbelievable scenes. But he gets given that under-20s coaching job at the Canterbury Bulldogs. And then within a matter of 18 months, he's all of a sudden the first-grade coach of the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Phil Gould rings him, you know, his, his old good mate from New South Wales camps, rings him and says, hey, I want you to come take this spot. And Ricky talks about how he essentially said, mate, I'm not ready. And Gus said, I'll make you ready. And he comes over and he joins the Roosters and he sets this standard that was just unbelievable. And, you know, I've had Fitzgibbon on. I've had Finchie on the podcast. I've had a couple of these guys, Minichell, and they talk about this standard that Ricky set. It was just at another level. And hearing Ricky Stewart talk about it himself is unbelievable. And it's it's all epitomized in the grand final in that moment where Richard Villasanti comes and he hits Brad Fittler high and late. And Ricky Stewart talks about this and the response that he got out of Peter Cusack, Adrian Morley, Brian Fletcher, Craig Fitzgibbon. 
these sort of guys, Andrew Lomu was unreal. Just incredible stuff. And it summed up what Ricky Stewart is about. And like you heard, you know, when, when Finchie was on the podcast and he talks about the training sessions that they did back then, I mean, a hundred hundreds. Like what, at the end of their training session, there was, there was a beep test. They did a back-to-back beep test. And for every beep that you went less than your first time, you, the team, they added them all up and they had to do hundreds for each of those. Like just, they ended up with like 34 hundreds or something. Just unbelievable. And you know, Finchie spoke about Anthony Minicello and Craig Wing. They actually did better on their second beep test than their first test. And Ricky Stewart absolutely blasted them and said, you didn't try as hard. You know, just unbelievable stories coming from the, the, the coaching of Ricky Stewart. And, of course, in his first three years at the club, 2002, they win the premiership. The first Roosters team to win it since 1975. And Ricky Stewart's first ever year of coaching, he wins a premiership. It's only been done a couple of times. Funnily enough, it was done the year before by Michael Hagan unbelievably. 2003, they go to the grand final. They lose to Penrith. 2004, they go to the grand final. They lose to Canterbury, who Ricky Stewart coached a lot of those guys in the reserve grade as well. And, you know, the thing that I was thinking about whilst I was watching this documentary, and of course at the start, a lot of Canberra Raiders highlights from the 90s and showing that star-studded team. And I was looking at that team, and all I could think of was, you know, it's amazing how many of these successful teams, 15, 20 years on, they end up having some of the best coaches, how it just lays a platform for those guys to become coaches. And, I mean, if you look at the NRL, yeah, there's essentially 19 coaching jobs you want. There's the 16 NRL clubs, there's New South Wales, Queensland, Kangaroos, and then the Kiwis. So there's about 20 jobs that you want realistically. And when you have a look at that early Canberra Raiders side, I mean, in it was Ricky Stewart. He's got one of the coaching jobs at the moment. In it was Craig Bellamy. He's got one of the coaching jobs at the moment. In it was Laurie Daly. He used to be the New South Wales State of Origin coach. In it was Mal Meninga, another guy that was a Queensland coach. I mean, just off the top of my head, I've already just named you four guys that have been first-grade coaches. I'm I'm sure there was even more in that team. I, I haven't dug too deep into this, but just think about how those champion systems under Tim Sheen, they built really good coaches, and they built guys that would go on to be successful in rugby league. And when I look back at that Roosters 2002 to 04 sort of side, obviously, you know, you've got Ricky Short. He's still a coach himself. You've got Brad Fittler. He's the current New South Wales coach. Who did he beat in Queensland this year? Paul Green. He was also part of this team. Craig Fitzgibbon, he's just got another full-time coaching job in the NRL. He's taking over the Cronulla Sharks, who, my God, have you seen how much hype there is around the Cronulla Sharks at the moment? Another guy that's in charge there, and, you know, a guy like Justin Hodges, he's up there in Queensland doing fantastic things coaching up there. David Kidwell, he's been part of the coaching circle for quite some time. You breed these sort of guys in these systems, and they can go somewhere else, and they can be successful. It is really, really impressive what Ricky Stewart built here, and I think it's one of the more interesting parts of this documentary, that 2002 grand final, and the relationship he had with Brad Fittler. He talked about when he first got the job, and you've got to remember with Brad Fittler, this is in 2002. They they toured together in 1990 on a kangaroo tour when Freddie was 18 years old. You know, they have been mates and teammates for a long time. Now they're coach and player. And he talks about how he invited Freddie over to come play a game of golf, I, I imagine, at the Great Moor Park Golf Club where all the Rooster boys play. And he essentially said to him, mate, you're going to have to be the one I'm going to be the hardest on. And I imagine at some point on that golf day, he would have said, you know, I'm going to have to give you a razz at some point to set the standard for everyone else so they know that it doesn't matter who you are, who this person is, you're going to get it anyway. And he said that he never had to pull Brad Fittler up. He never had to do it. Now, I've spoken a number of times on this podcast about how Brad Fittler, at the end of the 99 season, he turned a corner. And when we had Bernie Gurron, who was the CEO of the Roosters at the time, he said the same thing. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Freddie returned the year 2000, and he, he was a different footballer. He was a different man. He was so focused on what he was doing. All he wanted to do was achieve and win premierships. 2000, he goes to the grand final. 01, prelim final. 02, premiership. 03, grand final. 04, grand final. Ricky Stewart said he never had to pull him up, which is unbelievable. And you think about the standard that was set by Brad Fidlow in that Roosters team and how successful they were. It really is incredible. Ricky then touches on, of course, his return to the Canberra Raiders as coach. And he mentions how it's the ultimate for him. It's obviously him coming home, but it's also the opportunity to coach in a one club city, which is massive. Yeah, absolutely massive. And he sort of said that Cronulla was, he kind of made a comment around Cronulla being similar to that, but this is the Holy Grail, the Canberra system for him. It's obviously where he grew up at, you know, the start of the documentary is also about his childhood and how much of a competitor he is, how much of a competitor his father was, which really lays the platform for the rest of Ricky Stewart's life. And it's fantastic the way that he talks about the relationship he has with his players and the, and the lessons that he learned from the start of his career and the lessons that he learned from other coaches that he now thinks he's learned better than what they showed him and he does it a different way and the way that he interacts with players and the way that he, you know, the, the, the way that he needs to know the sort of person that they are that, yeah, talent is important, but it goes deeper than that. And, you know, he mentions that they need to be a good bloke. And I, I think it's something that he has built down in Canberra really, really well. And as much as we're all giving him shit now for how they're going at the moment... I mean, to get any team to a grand final is incredible. To get them there in 2019, an unbelievable achievement. And, and and Ricky talks a lot about that grand final. And I won't go too in-depth because, as I said, I want you to go and watch it. I want you to go and enjoy it. And then send me a message and let's have a chat about it. Or if there's any Canberra Raider fans out there that have watched this documentary and you want to come on and have a chat with me, send me a message. Come on and let's talk about it. I'd love to have a big in-depth chat about this documentary because it is sensational. The way that Ricky talks at the end about how the job at the Raiders, it isn't done. And, you know, he talks about how when he did get the job, there was board members that literally came up to him and said, I didn't vote for you to get this job and I didn't want you to have it. But now that I've seen that you're here and what you do, I'll go to the grave with you essentially, you know. And Ricky Stewart, he says himself, you know, I don't know if I'm the right man for this job. I won't know until we win a premiership. And, you know, in his opinion, if he doesn't win a premiership, then he wasn't the right man for the job. It's really... It's really fantastic to listen to. Just a no-shit sort of guy. You can hate Ricky Stewart. You can love him either way. I think you've got to respect what he's achieved and what he's done over the last 40 years in rugby league. It really has been incredible. As I said, I've always been a big Ricky Stewart fan. I will not hide away from that in any way, shape, or form. So maybe I am a little bit biased. But I highly advise you go and watch this documentary. I think it is an absolute cracker on KO. And as I said, after you watch it, send me a message. Let's talk about it. Tell me about the highlights, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you enjoyed, what not. Send it all through to me because I think this is a sensational doco. Really looking forward to Tales from Tiger Town coming back again. I think that'll be sensational. But this Ricky Stewart one, this is unreal. I said it for 18 months or so now. Storytelling is something we don't do very well. KO. And Fox League, they really are starting to change the narrative, which is really exciting to see. Ricky on KO. Go and watch it now, guys.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.